test, test. Oh, I think mine needs to go up. Testing, testing. Okay. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Castle. This time, Austin's going to be uh, kicking things off with a few things mm-hmm. from uh, from a recent YouTube video he made. But before we do that, one note on the last episode we did, we were talking about first principles and deciding how, how do you determine what to spend your life on and building out your uh, information, your worldview, like what builds your worldview. One thing to keep in mind is the reality-based worldview concept. I don't know, Austin, we were kicking this around. I'm not sure you want to add anything mm-hmm. on that. But like, basically, there, there's a lot of people out there that have a very warped perspective of how the world <laughs> actually works. Like just physically, like this is just reality and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you can't bend it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you really grasp how things actually function, it can actually be really freeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you wanted to add anything on that. Yeah, well, I think I just, I was afraid that we would be misinterpreted. <laughs> I was afraid to be misinterpreted last episode about like, you know, just dream up all these things and just like, yeah. you can do anything you want with your life. It's like, no, you're five foot two. You're not going to make it in the NBA, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the, yeah. So like, like, yeah, I think the people we're talking about are a good example of someone who does have a more, a more accurate view of reality of like no i know that i can build this and i will yeah instead of like just this big like dreaming fantasy like all this stuff that's just totally not how the world works at all because like we we talked about things like first principles yeah what are your first principles the core of what you want to use your life for okay that's good but what are the first principles of like the universe <laughs> like the law of gravity and how human psychology works and how the planet works and how like there's a lot of baseline reality things that I think we need to take into account. And maybe we didn't emphasize that enough. We were using the Elon Musk example one real quick before we jump into the main episode. This is all precursor. Mm-hmm. But so when he started Tesla, one of the core things that helped him see that is the simple fact that reality dictates one day planet Earth, which is a finite size, will run out of oil like newsflash. But like one day it will all be gone because it gets burned. Like it's gonna, it will happen. We don't know when. And he started thinking one day as he's like driving to work or something. And he thought, huh, whoever figures out a way to make cars run on something that's not oil will be worth a lot of money. Hey, I should start a company that does that. So there he's using baseline reality, a first principle that cannot be changed. And out of, out of that becomes the Tesla motor company. Mm-hmm. And he's now the richest man in the world, largely because of that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know, most people don't think like that. Like, yeah. I, know, I know I don't. And I, maybe I probably should because that's actually kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. They see a problem and they solve it. Yeah. That's and he's using baseline thing. reality. He's like, well, there's, I mean, this is just the way it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Enough of the intro. Ready to kick off this episode? Totally. Okay. Do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, like, you know, like, what were you going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about. Another one of our many, many uh, loves of life, which is reading. Uh, we've made a couple episodes on that, uh, as you may have may have noticed. Uh, we enjoy reading. But um, yeah, I recently made a video on this, and it was introduced to me by a friend, actually, who was asking the question. And it just, suddenly, it just really clicked with me. And he was saying, you know, how do you choose what to read? And I was like, huh, that's a really interesting question. Because so for me my reading side of things is just flooded with options. Like I have endless, not endless, but in the amount of time I have, it feels like endless amounts of books that I could read or that I want to read. And 
he was approaching from a little bit of the other side of things where he's like, I don't really have tons of books that I want to read necessarily, but he's like, where do I start? Well, like what, like, how did you even begin narrowing down? Okay. What do I want to actually learn about? What, what, how do I want to pursue my interests? And that was like kind of a new thought for me. And it got me thinking like, how did I start with that? How did I begin, you know, two years ago when I started actually reading stuff, like where did I start and how did I start that? So yeah, the, the video kind of breaks it down into two halves of like, you know, if you're, if you're not big into reading yet, but you want to get into it a little bit and you don't know where to start, how do you find books that you'll be interested in? And then also the other side of it of like over on like where we're at a little bit more, like we have all these interests, all these things we want to dive into. We have tons and tons and tons of options and recommendations and, you know, all these people, you know, read this, read that, this is recommended. And it's like, how do you filter out what's actually worth your time? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to throw in on that? Or should I just dive into the, well, it's, it's really important because yeah. a, a book is, is a, is a serious investment of time. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to a podcast with Simon Sinek, um, last week, which if you don't know who Simon Sinek is, just Google the word Simon. He's so famous that that's all you need to type in and <laughs> it'll come right up. And he reads a ton. And he said the greatest thing, one of the greatest things that ever happened in his life was the birth of Amazon. <laughs> because then he's like, it's so wonderful. You know, he has this wonderful way of speaking. He's, like, he's so wonderful. You just click a button and every day of the week, new books arrive at my front door and it's like heaven. And, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I like this guy. That's yeah. awesome. But his job is processing enormous amounts of information. But even someone like Simon Zenick understands you have to be very selective. Mm-hmm. And, and he has a whole process. Sure, he's getting a new book like <laughs> almost every single day because Amazon. Um, I'm sure Jeff Bezos likes him. And but yet he has like a whole system of how he decides and he kind of breaks it down a bit on the podcast. And I was hmm. like, you know, that's a really good point. Like even someone who's literally, it's their job to like read books has to have a, have a system, you know, cause hmm. you just can't read it all. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. I'd actually like to listen to that. Probably. I'll, I'll send you links. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode, but then towards after we like towards the end of it or middle where I don't know where it'll be, but then we're going to transition a little bit into the books that we have already bought <laughs> this year. It is February 16th, and uh, we're going to talk about the books we've already bought this year that we plan on reading, or or how we're going to read them. Um, there's stacks of books <laughs> currently in the studio. <laughs> it's pretty great. So yeah, for myself, I guess I'll like back to when I was just getting into reading, I was like, okay, where do I start? I had no intake of information of of authors, of topics, genres, like where do I begin? And so two of the key things that I did in that was to watch, well, I watched a fair amount of YouTube, actually, uh, productivity YouTube, stuff like that. So that was something I was interested in. And so every now and then they would do book reviews of, you know, because if someone's into productivity, chances are they're into reading because uh, it's kind of just like a part of learning. Uh, and so I would see book reviews and I'd be like, huh, like if I if I liked the book review, then I would consider getting it. And so that was, that was one way I kind of started off. Um, Nice. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Dropped his phone. Um, the other way would have been through like recommendations. So like, I know I talked to you a fair amount about like, Hey, what should I read? And in school you gave me books that I had to read, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like looking back, it didn't actually just take you up on just too many of your offers. Um, I was very scared that it was going to be some autobiograph. I cannot say that word. Autobiographical. Autobiographical 
book of some random person that I did not find at all interesting. Oh, come on. You couldn't you couldn't handle the 900 page biography of Steve Jobs? No, nope. oh, I don't think I could. Yeah, I saw your bookshelf and I was like, oh, wow, there's <sighs> That's no way. That's too bad. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't take tons of your offers. But what I did do is I, and I still do this sometimes and I love it. I would go to my friends. You were one of the first ones I think I said it to, but you and um, all of you know, other people that I interact with, I would go to them and I would say, all right, people like people that I knew had diverse reading styles that were different than my interests. I was like, all right, if, if you could recommend one book to me that you knew without a doubt, I would read, what would it be? And so I started doing that and I would do like one every month or so from someone. And that kind of got me kickstarted into it. So at first, uh, if there were people I just trusted and I knew that they had good taste like, and I could see that just in, in their interests and things they talked about and whatnot, then I would pretty much just read it if I could. Um, and that got me started into digging into knowledge a little bit more. And then that, that right there, I just broadened my horizon so much that I started actually finding these things on my own. Um, but one of the ways I started finding them on my own was actually Goodreads. Um, you got me started on that, if I remember correctly. Mm. That was huge because you would log a book that you read and then, you know, below it pop up like, hey, here's another book because you read these you know, five books in the past. You might enjoy this one. And so I started just kind of stair-stepping my way from one book to another, um, following uh, topic lines and, and whatnot. So that was like starting out, especially as like recommendations from people that I knew had good reading taste and then also good reads, um, just like browsing on there. Like, cause you can have, you have a bunch of friends on there so you can see what they're reading. You can see the reviews that they're giving stuff. You can go by different genres. It's, it's a huge platform. It's an amazing platform, actually. I love it. So that's kind of how I got started reading when I didn't have any input really mm -hmm. externally. I, I wasn't surrounded by books um, in that way. So how do, what have you started that process then? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, so much of it is okay. Back up slightly. Um, so I just sent you the link for that podcast, by the way. Uh -huh. And I made a serious slip of the tongue. It's Seth Godin, not, oh. not Simon Sinek. I don't know why I, I've just been going through some of Simon Sinek stuff and not as much uh, Seth Godin stuff. So anyway, apologies if they're listening. Either one of them. <laughs> Both great <They're> guys. <laughs> Both great guys. They, they got some really good books out there, but it was Seth Godin okay. uh, uh, podcast. Anyways, so books are incredible. Mm -hmm. For 12 bucks on Amazon, you can have someone's life's work delivered to your door. Like We, we just can't even put in our brains what a privilege that is. Mm -hmm. For most of history, humans did not have that ability. Not until within the last few hundred years have books even been able to be mass produced in such a way that were affordable by the general populace. Before that, they were too expensive or they had to be handwritten. We just so take for granted um, that kind of information. So like some people are like, oh, I don't have the money or the time. I'm like, man, $12 and you can learn. All you need to do is learn one or two key principles that mm -hmm. make your life better. And it was worth it. It was worth the investment. So when you start going down that rabbit hole, you find one that really helped you out. And then you flip to the biography in the back and there's like, oh, hey, check out this and this and, and that, and, you know, and whatever. You start digging around and you, and you start cross-referencing to other people's work. It, it's actually really easy. Like once you start going down a path or I, go, I tend to go topical. So like with my work with, uh, with the nonprofit I helped start, uh, you know, I started going deep into like Middle East and history and stuff like that. Okay. And then that kind of leads me here and it leads me there. And, you know, you just kind of start ambling through and mm -hmm. I, I tend to go with what's interesting me at the time too. It's, mm -hmm. you know, but I've never had trouble finding stuff. Yeah. Especially like, now. No. But that kind of gets into the second part of it. It's like, what do you, what do we do now? 
you know, like oh, there are yeah. so many books, like so many books that I want to read, but like I have very limited time in, I've limited time, not necessarily in reading, like I can read a book pretty quick, but there are certain books like Unlimited Memory or um, You Can Have an Amazing Memory by um, Dominic O'Brien um, or the one I'm currently working on, um, The Art of Impossible. It's like these books are monumental. Like they are thing you cannot just breeze through them and just like you have the knowledge. Like you have to take them slow. You have to process stuff. You have to practice these things. You got to like write it out. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. so much. If you actually want to get the book, they take a lot of time. And so you can't just afford to do that with any and every book. So like how now, you know, how do you choose which books? Like you have recommended like 20 books to me over the past couple of years. And like, there's no way I could read all those and mine and still get all the stuff out of it. So like, you know, I obviously chose somehow, but I'm going to tell you, um, how did you, how do you choose? You that? just read faster, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, Sleep that, faster. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. That was a parody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, it needs to, it needs to be pretty clear that it's worth my time. I need to, you know, maybe check out a few reviews or if it's an author I'm familiar with and, and, and I know I like their stuff, then it's easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, typically I, yeah, I, I, I don't just, just hog wild, get any, any old thing. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a time commitment, you know, and, and, yeah. and you want to make sure you get stuff that, that you actually want. I don't, I don't have a real rocket science system though. Hmm. It, it does, it does ebb and flow. It really depends on what my interests are at the time. Hmm. Honestly, like right now I'm reading a book about cryptography, you know, and code breaking during World War II. Like I wasn't interested in that in three months ago, but all of a sudden I'm just like all in. This is so <laughs> fascinating. Wow, Alan Turing and the Turing machine. And you know, what? You know, it's awesome. You know, I could never have predicted that, but somehow mm-hmm. it, you know, bounced into my radar screen somewhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me pick this up. Leaf through it. It was like, oh my goodness, I am sold. You know, <laughs> so I have no way of predicting this stuff. I mm. have a book that I just ordered on uh, Norse mythology. You know, what what is <laughs> happening to me? I don't know, but it was just, it hit my radar one day and I'm like, oh, Oh, this looks so good. I'm so going to buy this. <laughs> Very impulsive when it comes to books. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but like that just shows, I guess, comes back to that concept, always pushing your brain. Yeah. Because these are areas that I didn't know anything about. And that was probably why. Because I was like, oh, I know nothing about this. And this is actually like kind of important. I mean, cryptography is like kind of a big deal now with crypto and, mm-hmm. you know, NFTs and all that. So, hey, maybe I should understand. Yeah. And so now I got a book about it and it's like 900 pages long. Wow. And it's so good. Good luck reading that. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. <laughs> I have a much more like concrete system than that. Like I will not read a book unless I at least look it up, at least read the reviews on Scribd or on Goodreads, period. Will not read it. Even if it's an author you already know. Mm, maybe, but there are a few authors that I would do that with. Tim Ferriss, um, maybe uh, Malcolm Gladwell, probably I would. But that's interesting. Even something like like when I bought Breath by James Nestor, I had read his other book, Deep, um, which was fantastic. Whoa. That's weird. Our door is making noises. Did it ghost? I don't know. Probably not. All right, we're back. We investigated. There's no ghosts. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I I very rarely, because like I always try to read at least one five-star review and at least like one rating, one-star review or two-star, because I want to know both sides of things. Uh, Or like... If it's on Scribd that I see it and if it has a good rating on there, you know, there they have thousands of reviews. So like if it has four stars with a thousand reviews, you know, it's going to be pretty decent normally. And so like I'll, I'll start it and just listen to like the first chapter and I'm like, okay, is this actually worth my time? 
Because, dude, I have started. There's one. There's a book that is like nine hours long. And I started. I forget what it was called exactly. It was something along the lines of how to build a brain, I think. <laughs> or how to. Okay. Like, like in your workshop, kind of build your brain. <laughs> no, not quite like that. It was more like how to like build your brain or something. Oh, like Or okay. second brain. I started it and I got the first chapter. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like it was so bad. And it had great reviews. I was like, what am I missing? Like, wait, who, it, who, wait, whose is it? I got to look this up. I have no idea, but I, I tried reading is it, it twice. Uh, uh, Forte, what's his name? Um, Timo Forte or whatever. I don't know. Who, who wrote a book on it? Anyway. It, it just, I was like, what, I, what is happening? It just made no sense. And so. It's hilarious. <laughs> I left a scorching review. <laughs> That's so funny because um, I never, I, I, I do not do this. So I'm just looking at like all the stuff I ordered this year. It was totally like. Someone recommended it to me that I trusted. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds down my street. And I bought it. I didn't mm. look up reviews, nothing. Because I don't know why, but it was uh, like, I, but it tends to go on like what strikes my fancy at the time. Yeah. Too. Well, so like, I don't know if that. For, yeah. Like that. I can see that too. But like, so, okay. The one, the art of, the art of impossible. I started it and I like literally first chapter, I was like, okay, this book has my name written all over it like hmm. i'm going to buy this book i'm going to underline like everything i'm gonna take copious notes on it and i'm gonna like memorize this book because it literally touched every single piece of like what i find intriguing about my own life and psychology and the brain and living in peak performance and flow like everything it was so amazing i went i just bought it brand new on amazon because i couldn't find it for any cheaper it was. This really sounds amazing. like uh, that. That okay. That sounds like what happened to me when I picked up the 918 page book on cryptography. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's actually going to impact my life a little differently than that. I oh think. come on! Doesn't this look so good? It's got uh, like computer code in here, and you know, systems uh, analysis and mathematical formulas, and uh, no. Okay, here's the thing: when people are recommending books to you, they can get a little carried away. I yes. don't know if you've noticed this, but like when. When someone recommends a book to you, man, that thing will change your life. You will be a totally different person in there, like, like supposedly from what they're saying. It's like, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it depends. But, like, sometimes there are actually books in the world that live up to that, but yeah. they're extremely rare. Yeah. Like, ridiculously rare. And especially rare. after you read, like, five of them. Yeah. It's I will even say, rarer. okay, it depends on what kind of book. If it's a book oh, on definitely. productivity, they're a dime a dozen. If it's a book yeah. on neuroscience, a dime a dozen. If they're a book on psychology, all over the place. Yeah. History, no, they're just, they're everywhere. Yeah. But if it's like the Gulag Archipelago, yeah. there is definitely only one of those and you must read it. Yeah, okay, you know, stuff like, like that for sure. Those kinds of things are different. Or um, the Diary of Anne Frank, you know, mm -hmm. like there is only one of those and everybody should read it kind of thing. But the rest, like even, even, okay, so we've been really, oh, this is another episode, hint, hint. Um, but this whole like um, getting into memory and learning how to memorize Ooh. stuff, uh, even books like that, there's a bazillion books and material on that all over the internet. You can go, mm -hmm. go for it. So if someone comes to you and says like, this book on memory will change your life. And it's like, well, yeah, but that one and 17 others, like it, it, it would, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it might actually. Yeah. But maybe this is just me being like, Hey, be careful with your recommendations. Yeah. Though oh, actually yeah. I do, tend, I don't know. I do put strong recommendations out there. You kind of do. I kind of do. Okay. Here's mm. one more thing I want to point out. Ow. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm trying to change something. Okay, my yeah. mic. <clears throat> um, one more thing I want to point out is that when you get to this point in reading, when you know a fair amount about reading and you know authors and you know the topics you enjoy, 
a grave danger at this point is to read only the books that you're interested in and only the yeah. ones that you know that you will enjoy. That's definitely something I fell into and you that's clearly why have you, not. It's <laughs> clearly, um, that's why you that, read widely and it, get your exactly. recommendations so from like, varieties. I've talked yes. about this before, but it is so important to have a rating ratio of like, of like, you know, Sarah Dietschy's thing, like one for me, one for them. Like I'm going to make a video that people that my fans want to see. And then I'm going to make a video that I enjoy. Oh, uh, so there needs to be some I've sort of reading ratio, but really, I've never heard that. Oh, she says it all the time. Anyway. Well, yeah. Oh, so cool. like a reading ratio is for me is like, okay, I'm going to read two books, five books, 10 books, whatever you want to put it at of the books that are in my, like they are on my radar. They are down the topics that I'm trying to learn about and change in. And for every one, two, five, ten, whatever, I'm going to read one book that is not on my radar. That is like so far not on my radar that I would almost never just read it. I have a great option for you. <laughs> I, know I you have do. a book of Norse mythology just <laughs> waiting with your name on it. So that is like before you just like spend a whole year reading only the things you enjoy. Like you need to build mm. something like that. Otherwise, you will just spend your time only ingesting the things that are important to you and never broadening your horizons beyond that. And that's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes back to, I mean, this almost harbors back to our last episode on building that when you're yeah. like, you're building your knowledge tree, basically yeah. like your worldview every single day, you are building your worldview, whether you like it or not. Yeah. The information you're consuming. So when you consume only in a certain vein, okay, so we're both Christians, right? So a real danger here would be reading only books of theology that agree with what we already believe. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Christianity has a lot of variety in it, and it mm -hmm. doesn't hurt to understand how others in other countries do this thing called Christianity because they, mm -hmm. you know, they might do it a little different. And that makes us uncomfortable sometimes. Like, ah, different. Ah, no, run. run. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, so I recently started reading uh, David Bentley Hart, which I do not endorse wholeheartedly, but he's a theologian that's Eastern Orthodox. Man, he has a very different spin on some, some stuff that, that we believe. And mm -hmm. it's really good for me to do that, or I can get stuck yeah you know and and now obviously if you're listening to this we are not condoning you know just reading any you know like there are limits here obviously be careful right. because d ideas do have consequences so don't don't go read Karl marx and become a communist or something that would be bad but you get what i'm getting at i yeah. think ish. Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah definitely i was gonna say something important but i can't <laughs> remember what it was well we could just go through the the list we're at 25 minutes oh my yes we should probably start on that then <laughs> <laughs> you know have you noticed how our episodes keep getting longer it's hey, great if you all listening to this could give us feedback do you like the episode short and sweet 15 20 minutes or do you like them long and robust aka like an hour or four hours like Whoa. some people wait hold on i didn't sign up for that <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I don't listen to this, but Joe Rogan apparently makes stupid long podcasts. I don't listen to him, but apparently they're like four hours long and people like him. So I don't know, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Let's not do that. Nope. Never mind. I quit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now what we're going to talk about is the books that we've already bought this year. And I don't know, you don't have one of these, but I have something called a must read list <gasps> because there are books in my, uh, on right. my bookshelf. <clears throat> I'm leaning over. Show it to me. I gotta well, see it. hold on. I'm finding it. Oh, they're okay. books that I have not read, but like I need to read. You know, like the four hour work week. It's just like, hey, bro, you need to read that. Yeah. And it just kind of gets lost in that. Hey, where'd it go? <laughs> I thought I had it right here. <laughs> the irony of that is, is pretty great. Ah, I found it. All right. These are books that I must read by the end of 2022. 
Most of them are, oh, I already do it. I already checked one of them off. Sweet. Okay. Well, sorry. Uh, well, first one is the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Wait, what's the one you just checked off? I'm getting to that one. Oh, that's the next one. Oh, breath by James Nestor, Got which it. I made a video on where I read the entire book in one sitting. Yeah, that, literally. That was wild. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, so you should watch that video link in the description. Hashtag shameless book. Um, the next one is called awaken the giant giant within by oh, Tony Robbins. Getting you some Robbins in your life. Okay. Also like huge book. That yeah. That's it. Long. Isn't that his like the OG book yeah. that he wrote like way yep. back. I know nothing about Tony Robbins. I've done literally not. I do nothing about the guy. He just, he's not in my vein. Sorry. That's okay. I just said it. Sorry, Tony Robbins. No problem. He's only the best in the world at what he does. So <laughs> I, he's pref- also, I, I mean, want to learn from hey, that. Number one motivational speaker or what? whatever you want to no. call it in the world. Yeah. No. That's what they said. Yeah. He literally no. won an award. What? Yes. Maybe. Number one motivational guru, whatever person ever. He literally has a documentary called I'm Not Your Guru. Yeah, but he got, he got right, an award whatever. for it. Anyway, never mind. Next one <laughs> is How We Learn. I don't know what that book is about. I just picked it up in a case and it looked fascinating. Wait, who wrote it? Hold up. Um, I'm not sure. I, I forgot. Frantic typing at the background. As I, I forgot to write down the authors of these people. Uh, Next wait, one is. How We Learn, you said? Yeah. Okay. Next okay. one is called A Better Brain at Any Age, huh. which is written by a neuroscientist. Actually, no, 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 no. Neuroscientist slash nutritional. Okay. Rocking and rolling. And again. we're back. All right. That Technical really difficulties. Weird. Really weird. Yeah. Um, I looked this, this book up. His name is uh, Benedict. Oh, Benedict Carey. Sounds familiar. That's the, the how we learn. Yeah. Now, just note, neither of us have read it. So it might right. be total, I have no it idea might what be it's garbage, about. You know? It might be. It just looked interesting. And I was like, hmm, I want to know how I learn. That'd be I mean, fun. the reviews look really good. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I was talking about a better brain at any age. He is, he studies um, like nutrition and also neuroscience and stuff. I listened to a podcast by him and I was like, blown away. It's so cool. Anyway, so that's one. The other one is Inside Out by uh, don't know his name. Inside Out. Yeah. Like the the Pixar movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. No. I had to. <laughs> what is it called? Who what's his name? Anyway, can't remember his name. Inside Out is one of them. Brain Rules. Bro, that's like the classic. That one has been on my shelf for quite a while and yeah. I need to read it. Quiet, which is a book about introverts. Yes, Susan Cain. That mm-hmm. was that was what yep. launched her into the public eye. Yeah, that, that one's really good. That was worth. I started that one. Worth I haven't time. actually finished it yet. But yeah, those are some of my my must reads. Wow, all of those have to do with the brain, like yeah. neuroscience and stuff. Yeah, you're very narrow in your I am. in your uh, <laughs> working on that. <laughs> Whoops, I don't have a must read list. So, well, these are books that I've been putting off and like. They're sitting on my shelf and I know that I need to read them and I just haven't. Anyway, we should talk about the books we've bought. And well, bought yeah. Oh, sign me up on that one. Yeah, because I don't have a list. I, <laughs> as we've already noted, I tend to be, um, I tend to like, okay, I'm going to learn all about this and then I'll read like seven books on it and then I'll move to something else. Like last last year, one of my favorite books was an 1100 page um, tome on, uh, um, on a cathedral in Europe. So hmm. yeah. I see. England specifically. Yeah, it was a bit it was a bit awesome. 1100 pages. I loved it. Wow. It was really good. Okay, so you're going to start or should I? What we've ordered, what we've bought, I want to love yeah. to know. Hit me. What do you got? Well, I don't have as many as you do, but wait for it. All right. First one is You Can Have an Amazing Memory by Dominic O'Brien. <laughs> Such a scammy sounding title. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The whole like you'll never lose your keys ever again, all that stuff. All right, cool. Oh, Whatever. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I already read it by the way. Good book. Oh, really? Um, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, next one is A Whole New Mind by Daniel H. Pink. That's one that I- Daniel Pink. Wait a second. I did not. I, it was 75 cents at McKay's. So I was like, literally can't go wrong. No, I've heard of Daniel Pink before. So I bought it. Um, I just looked it up. The other one is called Being Logical by D.Q. McLennerney. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> so we're Sorry, person. We just don't know who you are. DQ is his name. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. A whole new mind. It has great ratings and stuff. But yeah, cool. Daniel Pink has like written a bunch of other books and and whatnot. This actually looks kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. The other one I bought is Moonwalking with Einstein, which I've also read. Very good book. Um, and then there was one more I bought called um, You Are What You Think. Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of that which one. Which is a really, really good book. Okay, hold on. One other one that I bought, I think this is the last one, is The Art of Impossible. So, yep. You are what you think. Oh, I've seen that one somewhere. Yeah. That's a really, really good book. I, I actually enjoyed that book quite a bit. David Stoop? Yeah. Oh, tr- interesting. Hey, y'all are, are learning with the rest of us here, y'all that are listening. This mm-hmm. is just kind of how Austin and I roll. We're like, hey, where'd you? Okay. I, you know, we're always ordering stuff. So I'm like, hey, yeah. I just found this cool thing. You ever heard of this person? I've not heard of most of these. This is really interesting to me. Most of those are like brain related stuff, which I need to <laughs> expand a little bit. Yeah. And like, none okay, of but here's the are. thing. We're talking about first principles and stuff. One of my like fundamental prior primary pillars in my life is like learning and growing myself so that I can then help and grow other people and learn tools to help other people better their lives and like, you know, apply them to my own life as well. So like, that's why it's hard for me to like expand beyond that. Sometimes it's like, that is like my most clear thing. Like I am all the time looking for stuff like that because that's what I mostly churn out. So yeah, but like I need to, I need to redefine some of my first principle stuff. Cause that is one of them, but there's, I also have other, other priorities too. I just haven't really named them. So it's hard to like know what fits into that category, I guess. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's all about what you're trying to do. Right. So like I'm a stickler for context. Therefore history really matters to me, mm-hmm. you know, or um, uh, yeah, just like putting pieces together so mm-hmm. that I have a better understanding about certain things and can communicate it more. Right. So that tends to result in very, very broad mm-hmm. interests. Yeah. Um, like I was just reading about the Philippines today or yesterday or whatever. Why? I don't know. I've never had interest in the Philippines. And now all of a sudden I'm enamored with the Philippines. There's some wild stuff going on over there, or it has happened in the past. You know, mm. just things like that, that yeah. help me put pieces together of back to um, first principles, how the world works, what is baseline reality, mm-hmm. what is actually out there and how does it operate? We can have these idealistic ideas, but it's really important to understand that. Yeah. But you can go way overboard with it. <clears throat> Anyways, so <clears throat> to my list, this is not a complete list, but uh, this is a partial list because, yeah, anyway, hold on. Okay, it's really heavy. I'm just kidding, but we've you, got, actually it is kind of really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Uh, That's more than most people read in a year. Yes. Well, we'll see if I actually get through all these. The first one was Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey, which I'm working through. Um, the science of basically how to focus on tasks better, which is a really good thing to know more about. So <laughs> I've been I've been enjoying that one. Vagabonding, you know, vagabonds, vagabonding. It's about traveling the world. It's hmm. kind of the classic on globetrotting, basically. Yeah, really good. Simple. It was written like 20 years ago, but yeah, very interesting. I travel a lot. Lots of little, neat little things to pick up, especially the first part is why travel matters. So that was interesting. Hmm. Millionaire Fastlane, super scammy title, but 
<laughs> basically business finance money. I'm still working on that one. This one I have not read. The Circle, which is a novel, and it's about tech companies. So hmm. I don't know. I saw it in an airport and it looked kind of cool. I just I have no idea, guys. It's not endorsed because I have no idea, <laughs> honestly. Neil Strauss's book, Emergency, again, somewhere on the internet, someone said it looked interesting and I read an excerpt and it was interesting, kind of, but hmm. I have not read it. It might be garbage. And it's a lot bigger than I expected. It just came in the mail today. <sighs> not sure if I should read it. Oh, it's like his uh, his ideas on like how to have like offshore bank accounts and multiple passports and be able to disappear. And mm. yeah, <laughs> it's One really weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Doors of the Sea, Where Was God in the Tsunami by David Bentley Hart. Mm. Um, yeah, theological work on pain and suffering and evil in the world. Uh, the Clock of the Long Now, Time and Responsibility, Stuart Brand. You familiar with The Clock of the Long Now? Mm-mm. We need to do an episode on this. So subscribe if you want to hear it. But basically, this concept in today, today's world, we don't build things that last. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't. We're such a consumerist society. So this guy is like, well, that's bad. We are going to build. I'll just read the cover. We are going to build uh, the world's slowest computer. <laughs> and it's literally going to run and keep time for 10,000 years. Whoa. Yeah. They're, they're building it in the mountains of Colorado somewhere. And it's designed to last forever, basically. It's, That's really cool. Yeah, it is. Because I'm really into history. And, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, people would go and build these incredible structures and put hmm. so much effort into them, knowing that they would not even live long enough to see them completed. And here we are thousands of years later, and we look at them and we're like, wow, that is amazing. That's what this guy's trying to do. So, That's really cool. Really random book. I don't even know how I found out about this. But anyway, um, The War of Art is like the classic. Have you read this? Nope. Okay. I just got it on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know if it's any good or not, but they say it's good. Another one by David Bentley Hart, that all shall be saved. And one of my friends told me that this definitely is a heretical book and not theologically correct. So not endorsing it. And I have not read it. Hmm. We'll see if it's any good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, Norse mythology. So that'll be interesting. Um, when everything's on fire, <laughs> basically about maintaining the faith when uh, the world's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to say this word. It's Latin. Is it Theologica Germanica, I think? Sounds right. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) A book of theology from the Middle Ages. (laughs) Here's one you're going to really appreciate. That Holy Anarchist. Reflections on Christianity and Anarchism. Mm? Are you familiar with Christian anarchism? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird stuff. But anyway, I'm reading a book about it. (laughs) Uh, The Lessons of History by Will Durant. Wow. That's so that's quite the list. That's the list so far. I mean, some some of the lists. Not bad after two and a half months. I just ordered all these. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Was that overkill? <laughs> nah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, what's your reading goal for this year? Eighty. Nice. I'm at seven sixty. Yeah, I decided instead of doing a hundred like last year, I'm going to go for deeper. So yeah. a lot of the stuff I'm reading is long. Yeah. Like really long books. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll see. But cool. Well, all right. I think that's going to wrap this episode up. It's a pretty long one. So yeah, let us know if you like longer ones, shorter ones. Um, Let us know what your list is so far, the books you've bought and that you plan on reading this year. And uh, also how you find your books. Um, Do you have a system or something that you put the book through, reviews, people, whatever? Um, How do you decide what to read and what not to read? So please leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed what you heard. (laughs) And yeah, check us out on all the interwebs by our names um, or in the show notes where there are links. Especially our amazing websites. 
uh, at yeah. austintruck.com and me at reagantruck.com. Super hard to remember. Yeah. Also, you should definitely click the link in the description and get a scribed membership. Get one month for free. Cancel at any time. Get free audiobooks. It's pretty much great and amazing. You can't lose. Yeah, pretty much can't. All right, cool. And they're not even sponsoring this, by the way. Nope, not yet. Though I did reach out to them after our episode a while ago mm-hmm. and said, hey, please sponsor us because we love you guys because your audiobook service is amazing. And they said, oh, that's great. We'll, we'll get back to you. They never got back to me. Oh, we should mess with them They again. send it to their marketing team and it just didn't happen. So guys, Nuts. we had more listeners. Maybe they would sponsor us. It would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> okay.